Hey, Doma fam, welcome back to another Doma Studio podcast where we talk all things health mentally, physically, and emotionally. Today, we're talking about self care, why we need it for total health, why self care is a form of discipline, and why that is a good thing. Self care really has many definitions, and for some people, they see it really as like mindless spending or excuses for procrastination or like escaping from life. And not that they would necessarily say those words exactly, but I feel like sometimes we have this kind of underlying feeling like it's that or it's a justification for that kind of behavior. But on the contrary, I really feel like self-care is one of those things that is true self-care that is, that is vitally important to maintain a really healthy, balanced life so we can avoid things like burnouts and breakdowns. Allowing us to maintain healthy output for a really long time is, I think it's really important. It's something that's important for me and I'm sure it's important for others. I don't know anybody who really loves burnouts and breakdowns and the, you know, that, that kind of feeling. The idea is to feel in total, vital, thriving health for a long time and for extended periods of time. And it's clearly possible. There are people out there who are doing it. So, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast, too. It's like these things are out there. It's a matter of us figuring them out and finding out what they are so that we can. So I really feel like the more that I've dug into this whole self-care thing and what it looks like and kind of peeling back the layers of, you know, escaping and calling that self-care or people hearing that and thinking it's escaping and calling it self-care. But what I'm really finding out is that real true self-care is way more connected to discipline than it is about, um, you know, running off and, and like going on a shopping day or whatever. Not that that's not wonderful sometimes. It's totally great. But when it comes to real self-care, I think there is more connected to daily routines and practices that are self-care. That's like more actual self-care than those kind of sporadic moments where we do things. Sometimes those sporadic things are great, but I think more of our self-care comes from the daily routines and practices that we have. Um, Because more long-term productivity will come as a result of those regular habits. Things like proper rest, regular exercise, eating nutritious food, having a meditation practice, making sure we're hydrated, taking care of our bodies and our minds daily is what really creates this vital health. Um, So that's really what I'm talking about when I'm referring to when I'm talking about self-care Um, over the course of this podcast, but also over the course of these next few weeks as we dive into this real series of um, Ayurvedic daily practices. Um, And so I'm just going to go over some of the things that Ayurveda um, says about creating daily practices and routines. Um, So in Ayurveda, we believe that daily routines and practices are actually the foundation of health, that healthy routines create overall health, uh, inner beauty, healthy minds, and it helps us to reach our full potential. So this is like a a quote from a Ayurvedic scripture. Healthy routines, overall health, inner beauty, healthy minds, and it helps us reach our full potential. Unhealthy routines 
create ill health, diminished well-being, fading inner beauty, and wisdom, and fading inner beauty slash wisdom that creates a wild, harsh, and stressed mind. So how many times have you, as I'm sure we've all been there before, right? Where you've your routines gone to, you know, Guam, like it's just gone away. You don't even, you've never seen it. You're like running yourself ragged, working major hours, which means you're tired. And when you're tired, nobody wants to cook. And so then your diet goes to, you know, wherever Taco Bell and then <laughs> wherever your choice is, right? Um, and then your stress starts to grow. You start to make poor decisions because so many of your decisions are so exhausted and poorly fed that you make more choices to, oh, well, I just have to keep going. I just have to keep going. I just have to keep going. I just got, once I finish this project, like then I'll rest, then I'll reset, then I'll whatever. And I like, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we push ourselves like that when we know that if we were to slow down, leave work, you know, a little bit early to get a little bit of more rest that we have proper rest. Then we would have proper diet, regular exercise, all these things. We would have more productive hours in a day than the ones where we run ourselves ragged doing semi-productive work till we crash and burn on the floor. And then we're sick or we're out or we're so burned out of our jobs that we, you know, I don't know change a job. I don't know if anybody's done that as a result of being burnt out, but maybe. And what if that's a job that you thought you would always love? Now, maybe life changes. That's totally true too. But if we can avoid that kind of car crash for ourselves, wouldn't that be so worth it? And the truth is, is that if we can really create healthy routines and healthy boundaries, we'll lower our stress significantly which means we'll get a lot better rest, we'll get better rest, so then we'll have more time and energy to cook healthy food, so then our bodies and our minds will actually work better, feel better, look better, because you simply chose to create a little boundary, a little one, because, you know, being done with work Whenever your official time, whatever time you decide, whatever, if you say it's eight o'clock, if you say it's seven o'clock, if you say it's five o'clock, whatever it is, as long as you stick to that number and that number allows you to have whatever your adequate rest is. Adequate rest is often between, you know, like six and nine hours. Some people, you know, give or take a little bit. Some people can do a little more. Some people can do a little bit less, you know right around that kind of eight hour mark is what they say, but some people can live beautifully on five hours of sleep. I don't know these people. These people are crazy. <laughs> I need way more sleep. No, I'm joking, but there are people out there. Um, so whatever that's chosen for you, all it is is you create your own structure that you see fits into your lifestyle. It's not about it has to be from nine to five or it has to be from, you know, you're done it you know, seven and then you put the phone away and you're in bed by blah, blah, blah. That only works if you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning. But if you're getting up at like six or seven, you probably don't need to be in bed by eight. You know, maybe you need to be in bed by 10 or 11 and 11's fine, you know? So those kinds of something as simple as that is a 
huge self routine or self care routine and daily practice that is very simply put into practice. Not that it'll be easy, right? It's not always easy to shut the thing off and, and go to bed, let's say, but it will be a very simple act to add um, with exponential result. Um, so, you know, health doesn't always have to look like um, really cookie cutter. It doesn't have to look like lots of raw vegetables and nonstop cardio. It can sometimes look like um, getting adequate rest. It can also look like taking a walk by the river or if your body is tired and achy, taking a long hot bath, you know, maybe not during the heat wave, but you know, in general. Um, or maybe it's having your favorite nourishing meal. It can, self-care can also be the observation of yourself. Um, meaning self-care can mean we take a look at what we're doing in our life that isn't promoting our best health and choose to remove or modify that behavior in order to create a better overall result. For example, um, it might notice that you have like a craving or an addiction, let's say to like caffeine or sugar. Um, and so self-care can be something like, oh, I noticed that I like can't get through the day without having, you know, so many cups of coffee. But it's giving me, you know, jitters. I'm feeling irritable. I'm having a problem sleeping. Um, I am dehydrated. It's messing with my digestion and elimination. Okay, so you're looking at this habit that is clearly not overly beneficial for you. And so sometimes self-care is looking at that and going, huh, that doesn't really serve me anymore. What if I take it down? What if I, what if I do only two cups of coffee a day? I do, you know, and you kind of like create a routine for yourself and see what that does. And then you just kind of start to like back it off, back it off, back it off until you find that kind of perfect balance. Maybe it means coffee is not for you, but maybe it means you can and you just need to, you know, not drink 24 ounces every time. You know, it's like an eight ounce cup of coffee. Um, so it, it's, it can be, you know, something as simple as that or something as, you know, a little more in tune. Um, but it's such an important value in reducing stress, in increasing productivity, um, and creating this kind of conscious health where you're really paying attention to your body and responding to it, um, as it needs, which which may mean that it means, which usually often it means, that we have to add more structure, more discipline to our life. Discipline is really what creates ultimate freedom, in my opinion, um, because I think that discipline to say no to the things that don't serve you, to say yes to the things that do serve you, is the ultimate like control. Because so often we do this kind of self-sabotage thing, um, whether that's through our diets or through relationships or through just our mouths. We, you know, overspeak, 
or underspeak, we overeat or undereat, we overstress or understress, and then we create these kinds of um, problems for ourselves. And, and we know we do it, and then we hate it, you know? And we've let this craving or sense sort of overtake us, and it's you know, like, it's just annoying. (laughs) I don't think of like, I can't think of a better word when that happens. You know, I've done it to myself a million times where I'm just like, I'm so annoyed with myself that I can't like get control over whatever, whether it's like my mouth, you know, like I just like want another cookie or whether it's like, you know, your head. And when you're spinning a situation out of control, so I think that, you know, discipline almost gets a bad rap in that in that way because a lot of people will think of discipline as like rigidity, you know, like you can't do anything fun. And I think that it's actually the contrary. Like it really creates the ability to do more fun things more often um, because you're doing things that make you feel good and make you feel alive and then you get to have a lot of fun and then you get to keep going and enjoying the whole process where I feel like if we're kind of letting things just run their course and our mind just kind of play games and like swirl around, I tend to feel like way more stressed because my brain is just like running a mile a minute making up stories Um, or, you know, my senses are sabotaging me and then I, you know, eat that fourth cookie and I'm miserable and feeling bad about myself. And all of it stems back to if I just disciplined myself to not eat the cookie, to not mentally spin, then I would not feel that way. You know, it's wild. It's like a really weird kind of thing of how discipline actually creates more health, more vitality, more joy. And that is really what self-care is too. It's creating disciplined boundaries. It's showing up to meditation. It's having the discipline to do regular exercise, eat nutritious food, like make sure you're hydrated, really take care of your body so that you can go do the stuff you're meant to do. Like it's basically like regular maintenance on your car. Your car needs to get oil changed. It needs to have be washed. It needs like it's the same concept for our bodies. And I think sometimes we just forget like if you're to put the if you have a premium car and you put the cheapest gas in it, like it's supposed to have the premium gas. It says on the gas tank premium only, but you keep putting in like the lowest grade, the car's not going to work. And the same kind of thing happens with our bodies. If we keep putting in low energy, not very nutritious food, we, you know, don't provide the mind rest in meditation or stillness. We don't do regular exercise. We keep just kind of filling it up with negative stuff, then eventually the output starts to go down because the input doesn't match the performance level. So, you know, I think that it's important to remember these things sometimes for ourselves. Like, okay, what do I want? Because if I want this, then I have to eat, rest, exercise, 
whatever, you know, all the things that make you feel whole and complete. There might be other things on your list. These are just kind of, you know, an overarching view. But some of these are pretty normal and, and, and pretty important. And they can change everything. So, you know, I think that this kind of reshaping of what we think of self-care and what we think of discipline is a really important turning point in our overall health. Because for so long we've, as a health community, I think we've thought of health as just like the body looking good and whatever's happening on the, like in their heads or how they ache or whatever, that doesn't matter as long as it looks good in a picture. And I think, and I hope that we're kind of coming to the other side of that to realize that self-care is more important to be a daily routine of keeping the body clean, keeping the inside of the body clean, keeping the mind clean, keeping it well hydrated, these things. That's real self-care. And that discipline, the discipline behind it is what promotes health. Where there's kind of been this bad rap on discipline as being this kind of rigid thing where people just like go, 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 go. And then they have these bodies, but they hurt or they're, um, you know, not, not as good, I guess. Um, but I really think that the combination of balanced awareness of what you need in your body and the discipline and structure to keep those practices together is what creates overall health. The health that feels good physically, that moves easily, that is emotionally and mentally strong and capable, that can handle stress when it comes and doesn't get overly stressed when things start to get bigger. And so much of that, you know, is really happening through those daily practices and that discipline behind it. And so in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about some Ayurvedic daily practices and cleansing practices that um, help just to promote some health. And some of them are kind of fun and um, interesting. And some of them are normal and most people do them every day. Some of them are a little bit different. And, um, yeah, it'll be fun to kind of talk you guys through some of these more, uh, not common ones for most West, for most of us Westerners. Um, and so it, it's kind of, uh, it'll be a fun little adventure to talk about all like the daily practices and, and, and cleansing practices that Ayurveda has for us to um, explore. And not that you have to put all of these into practice by any means, but uh, I find that, uh, you know, sometimes there's room for one or two and they can just make life like really rich. You know, it just feels a little more luxurious and a little more um, warm. I feel like, you know, sometimes we just get so into these routines, they feel like kind of cold. We're just like, okay, yeah, we're up. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. And, and some of these, um, daily practices and cleansing practices in Ayurveda just give this kind of warmth to life. Um, this kind of like honor and respect to our bodies as we, 
um, utilize practices like self-care and discipline in order to do it. And so, yes, it requires structure in order to do it, but it also just feels really good. And so um, hopefully this will help to serve in, you know, your kind of everyday life to create this nice balance of um, health that's, as always, like mentally, physically, emotionally, it's got to be all of it because if it's not the whole package, then it's not as great. Like if your head's not working straight, then having a body that is strong is kind of like, well, okay, sure. But, you know, I'm still depressed. So what's that for, you know? Um, So let's, let's keep doing this, you know, like let's keep using these practices and discovering and learning and growing so that we can really start to create that kind of health that goes beyond the physicality that goes into how do we keep our minds mentally strong and capable and stress free, or at least stress lesser, (laughs) a little less. Um, Because life will, of course, have stress. That's inevitable. That is necessary and it's super normal. Um, But figuring out how we can get through those moments of stress with a little less drop to oblivion, a little less often, a little less of that dip into depression, a little steadier mind and calmer demeanor, I think we all would really love that. So I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys um, about these Ayurvedic daily practices and um, cleansing stuff. It's really interesting and um, I'll have lots of good nuggets to give you soon. So thank you so much for joining me in another Doma Studio podcast. Feel free to let us know if you have something that you want me to do research on or you want me to find somebody, like let me know what you guys want to hear about and we'll get it on the book so that we can get you even more of the information that you want to learn, you want to hear about. Um, I love this stuff, you guys, and I'm so excited to share it all together. Thanks so much. See you soon. Bye.